get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games game a crazy start dominance from the blue bombers early in game one of the 2023 season a scary pushback moments of real anxiety for blue bombers fans no doubt at the madhouse tonight uh but then just a dramatic finish dominant performances outstanding efforts from so many players on this winnipeg blue bombers team and well, let's not bury the lead here. Is Bo Levi Mitchell, as some put it, done? Or was Winnipeg's defense just that good? We're going to get into that and a whole lot more here on Game Day After Dark. Zach Schnitzer, he is on his way home from the Madhouse right now. He will join us uh, in just a couple minutes. You know what? I got to make sure that I send him a link to the show. Wouldn't that be a good idea? I think that would be a good idea if I sent him a link to the show. So I am going to uh, do that right now. But everybody in the live chat, fire me your questions. Uh, if you're not in the live chat, you're watching on Twitter or Facebook, or I, I think you're in the live chat if you're on Facebook, text the hotline. You're going to see it on the ticker below. 816-TIPS-204-816-8477. There it is right there on your screen. Uh, that's the Bonfire Hotline. Text now your questions and comments. Uh, I'm sure there's lots out there tonight. I want to talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense. I want to talk about Zach Kolaris and just the way he came exploding out of the gate. Uh, a little bit more on Bo Levi, what we saw from the Ticats tonight. Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. I'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats following a, a pretty up and down year for them last season their penalties and turnovers tonight were egregious the tie cats were uh brady Oliveira, the run game the short yardage pass game the offensive line the winnipeg blue bombers uh just exerted authority on the offensive front all night long incredibly impressive to watch and really the reason in my opinion why Winnipeg just snuffed out the Ticats late push in a huge win for Winnipeg 42-31 your final score uh the Hamilton Tiger Cats fighting tooth and nail to get back what do you guys think maybe that was a good early lesson, a good early season lesson for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to have. What do you think of that? You know, listening to some of the players uh, talk to DT and DB on OB and the radio broadcast uh, on the terrestrial airwaves, uh, a lot of those players answering questions about that pushback from the Ticats. In the same way that we've seen this Winnipeg Blue Bombers talk about it and do it on the field for years now under Mike O'Shea. And that is, you know, we go back to the sidelines and it's, well, what's done is done. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving forward. Uh, Zach Kolaris. Hey, we've been here before QB1 said. Uh, I liked what Zach Kolaris said to uh, John Liu 
on TSN after the game. He described tonight as, quote, unquote, crazy and, quote, the perfect CFL game, end quote. Zach Kolaris on uh, this thrilling week one game on Friday night at IG Field, the Madhouse on Matheson. Uh, you know, it, it started off like absolutely crazy. Um, you know, we saw uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers um, score touchdown after touchdown in the first quarter. I'm soon going to pull up. First, I got to send... I got to send Zach this link because if I don't send Zach this link, I'm going to be in a little bit of trouble that uh, he won't be able to uh, join the show. So we're going to do that and then uh, we will get to you guys. But uh, appreciate your patience and uh, appreciate all you guys uh, watching and listening uh, on Bonfire Sports. Uh, the community just continues to grow. It's awesome to see everybody like get in here. It's it's just nice to connect one on one hundreds, thousands on one or two when, when Zach is here with me, uh, always have a good time, uh, on bonfire sports. And if you haven't yet still really relevant information going into the 2023 season, if you haven't checked it out, go check out game day, Winnipeg with yours truly. And Chris Walby, the legend who doesn't want to hear from Chris Walby won three gray cups played like 17 years in the league is widely regarded as the greatest offensive lineman to ever play the game. And he's a Winnipegger. Did I mention three gray cup rings? Yeah, I did. He also called 10 gray cups on CBC TV. So he knows what he's talking about. I've worked with him for a heck of a long time. I know many of you guys know that, uh, but you know, uh, go check that out. Zach, joined uh me on uh game day uh or pardon me bonfire midweek uh on wednesday as he always does and um you know uh, another thing uh you can go back and, and listen to that from wednesday and then of course him and i are going to be uh doing it again uh this coming wednesday and speaking of the young man let's bring him in zach schnitzer uh joins the show where are you zach i got you Boom. Welcome inside. Game day What's after up, dark. DB? I bet you had fun at the ballpark tonight. Oh, my God. I was having a great time in, until uh, we unceremoniously tried to fumble the game away in the third and fourth, beginning of the fourth quarter. My goodness. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe they almost made a game of it there, but the crowd was absolutely rabid, buddy. What a night Whoop. at the park. Almost had 30,000 fans. Mm-hmm. Got to, got to hang out with all my Section 128ers, uh, Logan and David. and Steve You're running and up and down guys. the stairs? How's your knee? I did, my knee is great. I did a schnitzer stair climb when we got that third touchdown. Yeah, it was. And, and, you're, uh, in, and you're in better shape, presumably, than uh, Jackson Jeffcoat, who left this game with a uh, lower body injury. I hate to make light of that, uh, but just as a, a quick segue, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, uh, it, it's it's. It needs to be mentioned uh, that he left. It looked like early-ish in the first quarter, uh, was on the field, was, got the start uh, at defensive end, and then left the game. And, and really, we didn't see him again. Uh, and they announced it early in the second half that uh, he would not return. Jackson Jeffcoat practiced fully on Monday and Tuesday. He did not practice on Wednesday. That's the extent of the CFL injury report. 
that is three days of practice. So he seemed fine and, and everything w- was good uh, for uh, Jackson Jeffcoat uh, the first two days of practice. And then Wednesday did not practice listed as a hip. We don't know if it's this is the same injury, but that's what hampered him this week. Have to wonder uh, if it's the same thing and also have to wonder. I I noticed Farhan Lalji, good good friend uh, and friend of the show, uh, of course, uh, of TSN. Uh, Zach, did you see that he tweeted a lemon? He just no. tweeted a lemon. Just a lemon emoji. Uh, So maybe Sean's coming to town. Uh, You know, would love to hear from uh, everybody in the live chat. And and as I mentioned before, you stepped in, Zach. And if I could, Zach, because everybody wants to see you the best they can. Just tilt your camera up a tiny bit. And oh, yeah. Oh, oh, perfect. Oh, my God. You are. You are an absolute broadcast. Oh, pro I forgot and... to put my chain on. You can hear it. You can see it behind me, though, folks. Can't you know you? what? Let's go no chain tonight. OK, I think we had enough flash on the field. We don't need you <laughs> blinding us uh, with the, the Blue Bombers chain. And uh, hey, if you haven't joined us here before, this is how it works here on Bonfire Sports. My name is Darren Bombing. I'm a reporter. I'm a journalist, a uh, sports journalist, a writer, uh, and uh, worked for TSN Radio for a long time. And uh, I've covered the Winnipeg Blue Bombers pretty much daily, pretty much yeah. daily since 2011. This is Zach Schnitzer. Great guy. And, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> no, great guy and an even greater somehow Blue Bombers fan. Uh, oh. You're a mensch, Zach. Uh, love having you on uh, the uh, Bonfire Sports uh, shows. Uh, you join me every Wednesday all season long on Bonfire Midweek. Zach is the super fan. I'm a little bit more of the objective observer, so I will give you what I see and how I see it right off the top, Zach. Let's talk about Bo. Hamilton Tiger Cats debut for the 33-year-old veteran quarterback who to this day still has the number one winning percentage as a starting quarterback in CFL history. Is he done, quote unquote, as you've said in shows gone by, or was Winnipeg's defense just that good tonight? That's a great question. I want to hear the fire starters get in. By the way, we call the people who are on the chat fire starters because we're a bonfire. Darren, um, I don't know if if I'm just doubling down here, but I think he might kind of be done. Like... Listen, he he had a nice pass to Tim White in the corner of the end zone who who outfought the uh who was it Evan Holm actually uh, for the touchdown, but otherwise he was missing guys who were wide open left, right and center. That game could have been a lot closer if Bo was on his P's and Q's and you didn't yeah. used to see Bo missing guys like that. That was his thing. Like he didn't he didn't just out right miss guys and he did tonight there was there was a couple times where tim white was wide open and he missed him one of them would have been a touchdown i don't know i think ever since he said that surgery in what was it 2018 he just hasn't been the same bow so yeah. maybe it was 2019 um I, so i think it's not for lack of trying but i think that surgery just it messed up his the whole mechanics and and he's not the same guy. But um, listen, his team was still in it. Now, albeit I don't know if how much that had to do with him, but were there throws he made that I thought were pretty? Uh, they had a lot of zip on them. Yeah, for sure. But I, I don't know. I just I, I how 
I'm just judging on what I saw. He he was missing guys who were <laughs> wide open. I mean, that's that's not that's not our defense stepping up. Um, that's that's missing guys outright. Yeah, I I will disagree with you a little bit because what I saw from Bo Levi Mitchell was uh, a quarterback that hey, you know, was under pressure a lot of the night. Like it took Willie Jefferson, what, yeah. five defensive snaps to get his first knockdown of the season. Yeah, He finished with uh, two tonight and we're going to get into the stats a little bit later. So so stick around for that. If you want a good look at the stats tonight, go to twitter.com slash bonfire WPG. You don't even have to be on Twitter. Just go to that website, twitter.com slash bonfire WPG. And just scroll through. You'll find them. Uh, I've got four screenshots of pretty comprehensive stats uh, on tonight's game. But Bo, yeah, he missed some throws. Yeah, some throws were off. That first interception from Demario Houston yeah. when Bo was going to the sideline, the the far sideline from the, the broadcast perspective, uh, at least, um, that was an egregious error. And, yeah. you know, yeah, Demario Houston was off the charts making plays tonight. Like he came with, uh, you know, some real juice. Uh, a lot of guys did, but nice play by Houston. Um, but Bo was off on that throw. What I saw a lot of the other time is what, um, you know, our good friend, uh, uh, Craig Smith said here, uh, in the live chat. And that is, you know, um, most times coverage was excellent. I, I really, believe that was the case uh desmond lawrence was really good uh mentioned houston dietrich nichols he's not i don't think he's been credited with it but it may come in the coming days i was actually talking to one of the official statisticians uh but that james butler fumble in the first half the second quarter i am pretty dang sure that dietrich nichols punched that uh so we'll see if that comes about. But but he was a playmaker, um, you know, uh, mentioned Willie Jefferson. Uh, Celestin Habba made some things happen, including he a strip a sack, sack, didn't he? He yeah, had a he, sack. He did have a sack. Well done. A big I, sack on third and 10. Yeah. When the when the stamps went. And by the way, I, I got to interrupt the flow here. What happened there? They it looked like they were going for a field goal. It was a low driving kick uh, and. And they they took the timeout, did Hamilton, and then Bo Bo and the Hamilton offense goes for it on third and ten, and that's where Habba got his sack. That was a bizarre sequence to me. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think at that point in the game they were trying to make something happen, right? Some sometimes you got to dig deep in your strategy to uh, you know turn the tides in the game. This game was nuts. Yeah, like, it was. let's let's <laughs> this game was nuts. It was yeah, absolutely it was bonkers. Really um, I want I want to pull up a couple things here. Uh, so I'm just going to pull up my screen share and and share with you guys. Where is it? There it is. Um, OK, so we, we got some stats. That's great. Uh, my good friend, Paul Friesen. OK, look, <laughs> I saw that tweet. You retweeted that. That was good. Bombers quarterback, Zach Kolaris on pace for 13,608 yards passing this season and 216 touchdowns. That, of course, tweeted by Paul Friesen of the Winnipeg Sun uh, at the end of the first quarter when Winnipeg uh, was just running away with it. Uh, pretty funny there from uh, from Fries. That's good. Uh, yeah, it was good. I, I, I appreciate humor like that, but the reality is, Zach, as we saw, uh, they were they were dang good. They were They were dang good 
tonight. Um, and uh, especially early. Uh, I think I tweeted, and I made a mistake, so I want to clarify this. Kenneth George Jr. is wearing number three at Boundary Corner, rookie out of Tennessee for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He tweeted that he fell twice. Uh, I think he only fell once. It was Lawrence Woods the third that fell. Uh, Carlton Agadosi kind of just plowed him over. That was that 40-yard catch Agadosi had to flip the field. Uh, early in the game. Uh, then it was Kenneth George Jr. Uh, who fell on the Drew Wolitarski touchdown. Uh, but right. things were not going Hamilton's way early. Winnipeg, um, you know, went out to huge, huge leads um, yeah. that, you know, got a little bit dicey. You know, uh, let me look at it here. They were up 21 to four. Yeah. Right? Or 30, 32 to four. They were up 30. Before at one point. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, 32-10, 32-17, when Tim White uh, scores uh, Hamilton's first, well, Bo Levi Mitchell, his first throwing touchdown uh, as a tie cat. Uh, so 32-17, then, you know, Oliveira uh, caps a really uh, nice drive. Yeah, Winnipeg was set up with really good field position early in the third quarter from the 50. Uh, we saw what I thought was awesome to see if, as far as creativity in the run game. Rashid Bailey. Yeah, a those were huge. couple carries for 12 yards and running hard. You know, yeah. like it doesn't yeah. have to be Nick Dembski coming out of the no. slot. It can be Rashid Bailey uh, doing that and, uh, uh, you know, uh, running the football between the tackles. Um, so a great punch back on the ground from the Blue yeah. Bombers, uh, 39-17. But then everything exploded. And I want your take, like, okay, look, Ted Laurent strip sack, Chris Edwards, 62-yard scoop and score. Uh, they failed the two-point convert, but that was 39-23. And then Kyle Wilson, not Kyrie Wilson, Kyle Wilson of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Forced fumble on Janarian Grant. Frazier Sopik scoops yeah. it, returns it 38 yards to the two-yard line. James Butler punches it in. The two-point conversion of Duke Williams is good. It's 39-31 right. late One in the third quarter. Game. Like, what was the energy in the stands at that moment, Zach? Because <laughs> that all happened in like a real time of like three minutes. Yeah. It I can't was, imagine. It was bizarre. So like, if I if I... If I go all the way back to the block punt where we were up, what was it? 30, what would you say? 32 to four. And then there was a blocked punt or a touchdown. At that point, you're like, ah, okay, you know, shit happens. Um, they're not going to play a perfect game. Sheehan is new. Maybe there was some issues with the timing there. Uh, you, Jamison Sheehan's first pro football game, right? Whatever. But then, you know, even with that, you know, well, then then they got to 32-17. And we're like, okay, this is a two-score game. There's, there's a, what, like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter? So there was still lots of time. But then we saw that big drive that you were talking about with Rashid Bailey yeah. running a bit of a, a sweep. I, like they, like you said, they didn't just use Dembski in the sweeps. They used Bailey. And, in fact, the first sweep to Dembski, he fumbled the ball in the first quarter. So <laughs> maybe they went away from him. Anyway, um, at that point, it was 39-17, and again, the fans in my section are like, game's over, right? It's the fourth quarter. It's 39-17. But then, like you said, there's bizarre series of plays. I think people in the stands were um, starting to get nervous. There was a first one, which I think was the Chris Edwards touchdown, yeah. and then the then Janarian Grant pops it up 
right right into the air, lofts it up there, yeah. and then they get it back down to the two. And at that point, people were starting to get a little freaked out because momentum's a funny thing in football. And yeah, it they they get it to within one score. And until Sergio Castillo nails that 50-yard field goal to put it up by two scores, 42, I guess, 31, mm-hmm. um, people were getting nervous, including uh, yours truly. And uh, I I wasn't smiling so much anymore. I'm like, can you, like, the, the, to, to, to give up, uh, I think, so we were up, what, 29 to 4, 32 to 4? So what's that, 28 points? Yeah. My goodness. Four touchdowns. So if you blow, like, because then your mind starts to play tricks on you, and you're like, okay, are we going to blow this lead? And if we <laughs> blow this, is this going to be the worst fumble job in the in the history of the CFL? I'm sure I'm sure teams have come back by more than 28, but uh, I don't remember ever seeing a game like that. Um, yeah. But I, I <laughs> the five point spread. I took the bombers by five. I wasn't even thinking about the point spread, Steve. I was thinking about uh, losing, you know, the bombers losing the game. Yeah, fans were getting nervous. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, love the comments. Uh, everybody bringing it tonight. Uh, Jeff Cabillas <laughs> and, and the rest. Waiters. I think Darcy Oak is Jesus Christ. I still can't explain what he did. Uh, I wasn't able to to take that in, but uh, Darcy Oak is special. Uh, he is probably, and this is saying something. I won't say probably. I'll say maybe more talented than his dad. Maybe, mm. and that's saying something. Uh, wow. Darcy Oak, he's he's got some game, man. Uh, pretty cool halftime show. Uh, the illusionist Darcy Oak. Uh, well, the bombers kind of tried to follow up and then and, and copy what he was doing because <laughs> right. they right. It's like, they, they oh, do you see it? Now you don't. Do you see the win? Now you don't. Do you see the W? Now you don't. Yeah, uh, right, right. So yeah, you, yeah. When, when the Hamilton Tiger Cats got within eight, uh, you know, uh, the, the Janarian Grant fumble, uh, yeah. you know, Winnipeg's offensive line, I thought, played as well in the fourth quarter as they have ever played. I mean... 2018, 2019, 2021, it doesn't matter. They were exerting authority mm. in the run game and protecting Zach Kolaris. Uh, leading to that Sergio Castillo field goal to make it 42 31, uh, which was your final score. Um, yeah, the D, like, look, I think we should probably get into this uh, on our bonfire burning point. Uh, of course, we'll have Walby's Warrior Westwood's wide to the right. The happy honker in honor yes, of the late great Cactus Jack Wells. Uh, we'll have our game balls uh, and, uh, of course, more uh, more viewer and listener comments uh, here on Game Day After Dark. Um, okay, to you, like the, the defense, Celestin Haba, that strip sack, all the, the takeaways, uh, f- you know, uh, that the Blue Bombers defense came away with tonight. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line, as I was just kind of saying, um, really just controlling things in the fourth quarter when Winnipeg had the ball. And, you know, they, yeah. they you know, like I get Ted Laurent had a strip sack. OK, and and yeah, you know, maybe that's on the offensive line. Maybe it's on something else. You never know until you really dig into the film. And 
that's a pay grade sure. way above both of us, Zach, right? And probably most, maybe not all, but most uh, in the live chat. Um, we'll, we'll take another look at it. I always like to watch the Bombers game uh, a second time. Uh, I don't think I'll be watching Calgary, BC a second time. I no. saw enough uh, last night. Yeah. I, dig I digress. There's the first one uh, on game day after dark uh, for the season. Um, but uh, the, the O-line to me... I, you know what? I'm not. I, I'm going to let you pick your your burning point first because I don't know if I'm going to go with the O line. It's it's actually hard to to pick the burning point because mm -hmm. the first burning point for me was the first Demario Houston interception because so the first the first series of the game for Hamilton they go and they get a field goal the first series for Winnipeg Dembski fumbles the ball and that was in winnipeg territory so then hamilton has the ball and that's where you had that egregious throw by bo levi mitchell and houston gets it on the sideline there and after that Dembski redeems himself with a touchdown then there's another drive the bombers uh score another touchdown where Kolaris and i thought this was the play of the game and and that's saying something for for <laughs> the, the the just I don't know cornucopia of of amazing plays in this game, but uh, Kolaris on the second touchdown to Bailey, he sort of pump faked the defender who was in his face, jumped <clears throat> up, and then just as the, as yeah. the defender was landing on his feet again, Kolaris just lofts it over his head to Bailey. That was a beauty. So that was a second touchdown, and then Winnipeg's next possession, they get the touchdown to. Drew Wolitarski. So after that interception by Houston, I was thinking that's the burning point because we had three straight touchdown drives. But then, you know, had had the score held up like where we were leading by 25 or 28 or whatever, that would have been my burning point for sure. But I'm not so sure because the game changed so much. I don't know if it's not that drive where Castillo gets the 50-yard field goal where you're saying the O-line um, exerts its will. I, it's hard for me to say, but I, I'll, I'll stick with my original one uh, with the Houston, uh, his first interception, not the one on the two-point convert. Great comment from Lynn Reimer, who's watching live on YouTube. She says, my burning point is the self-sabotaging penalties the Hamilton Tiger Cats took. Okay, get this blew my mind like i mean i knew it was happening when it happened like how many objectionable conduct penalties did yeah. the tie cats take it was just over and over and over again and a bunch of different guys and a bunch of different situations um penalties tonight and this has been corrected since my tweet about it because i tweeted like this is unbelievable winnipeg had three penalties for 10 yards yep typical clean. bombers clean yep. Yeah, or even better than typical. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Even you better. Know, three, five, maybe five is about that that line where O'Shea doesn't like it, but 20, <laughs> 15, 20, 25. He's been those a line. Three for 10 yards is a nice day. Yeah. Uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, 12 penalties, 101 yards. That's a lot. That's about as bad as it gets. I remember the yeah. Edmonton Elks a, a couple years ago. It might have even been pre-pandemic, like 2019. I remember they were leading the league. Uh, in intercept or in uh, in penalties, and it was something like they had a thousand yards in penalties halfway through the season, <laughs> yeah. right? So they were averaging a hundred, uh, yeah. you know, and and like the Bombers had like four hundred and thirty, 
Yeah, you know, that was the Ed- Edmonton under uh, Jason Moss, right? Yes. When he uh, where he would yeah. lose his mind on the yeah. sidelines, every one hundred and one yard, and and how, and like you said, some of those were objectionable. How many of those were objectionable conduct? I, I think there was at least two. Probably a bunch. Those are inexcusable. Yeah. I mean, tell me, like, what what does a coach do with that? Because you you must get dressed down when yeah, you take to an say, objectionable conduct penalty. To say to say the least, to yeah. say the least, you you get dressed down. Those guys are going to work tomorrow and like yeah the the those players those those coaches they're they're going to work tomorrow the blue bombers are going to work tomorrow yeah you know they're they're not going to do anything on the field there's not going to be a media availability there's not going to be a practice they're going to work they're they've got that 24-hour window tie cats will have the same thing where you break it down you learn your lessons uh you get a dressing down in, in your words zach well put yeah um yeah. you know for for your mistakes uh but I mean, the tie cats are going to have just nightmares with their heads hitting the pillow tonight, because if they were half as disciplined as they could have been, like they lost by 11 points. Yeah, not much. Not much. No, not really much. If you gave them another, you know, let's just say you gave them another 50 yards. Let's say you gave them another three minutes. Yeah. Right. It could have been a different story. And I mean, people are they're going to be like, oh, yeah. What did Bo do? What did Bo do? You know, like, come on. The reality is this Ticats team scored 31 points against a defense that was killer. And I get it. Lots of turnovers, lots of yeah. uh, real momentum swinging plays. Um, Bo Levi Mitchell tonight, uh, 34 of 18 for 187 yards. So he was just under 53%. One touchdown, two interceptions. Trying to pull this up here. Forgive me, guys. Um, And a quarterback efficiency rating of 54.4. Yeah. Womp, womp. Uh, Really, really like... Okay, this is Jeff Cabillas. Might be the comment of the night. (laughs) Whoa, Levi Mitchell. That's my boy, Jeff. He's always got... He's always dropping times. Love that. And uh, reading these comments out loud so uh, our podcast listeners uh, can follow along. If you're listening via podcast, uh, go leave a review on your podcast app for Bonfire Sports. Go do it right now. Uh, A lot of you guys are watching on YouTube and Facebook uh, or Twitter. Go give a thumbs up. Uh, Real easy to do. Appreciate it. Um, Meanwhile, how about the other quarterback? Zach Kolaris tonight. Let's look at these just absolutely sterling numbers. 21 of 32 passing, 65%, 354 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 134.1 is a squeak under a perfect quarterback efficiency rating. Uh, To continue, uh, yeah, hey, there's the thumbs up. I see them happening live, Zach. People are, are you giving us the... are they giving us the thumbs up or are they giving Zach Kolaris the thumbs up for probably? I don't you know. care. I just want thumbs up. Uh, you know, I, and just talking about Bo, like one more thing on him. I'd have to rewatch the game, which which you do, which I do. And it's important to rewatch it because I can say Bo didn't have a good game. He was missing guys in stride. But um, how much <clears throat> of that were, were, were guys in his face? It's a good point you make. We're... Were the defensive ends or DBs 
if they were blitzing, were they in his face all night? I, I couldn't tell as a fan. It looked to me like he had some clean looks, but yeah. maybe maybe guys were in his face. Uh, you know what? I forgot to give my bonfire burning point. So since we're talking about Bo, yeah. I will I will say like you could probably pick something earlier in the game, but I'm going to go with uh, a pretty obvious one. Uh, Celestin Haba, his first yeah. professional start. This guy joined the Blue Bombers 11 days ago yeah 11 days ago uh and he had a strip sack for a turnover on downs uh that really sealed the game for winnipeg that's my bonfire burning point keep hitting the live chat with your burning point tonight you are the fire starter so you got to tell us uh what degree celsius uh it was and when it happened uh tonight uh, Walby's warrior Westwood's wide to the right. That's the good and the not so good. Yeah. Uh, still do, uh, the happy honker and game balls as well. Um, Walby, let, let's just get right into Walby's warrior because like sure. we, we could, we could go all night with debating selections for the Walby warrior. Oh, there's so like many Kolaris, Brady, Oliveira, 5.8 yards per carry. Hello, 115 yeah. yards, a touchdown. Uh, they don't have a second down conversions here, but the, the guy was off the charts. Nick Dembski, holy cow, six to seven, 113 yards, had a touchdown, uh, had a second down conversion. Uh, see, they have it for receptions, but not rushing. They don't have it um, for running plays. And, and just yeah. on Oliveira, he had 58 yards on two catches. Yes, he Caught did. both balls thrown his way. Both beautiful Let's screen passes by Kolaris. Large of of uh, 36. He had a one screen pass for 36 yards. Mm-hmm. I just thought Oliveira was a beast. But there's so many candidates for Walby's Warrior. But I... Well, I, hey, I, I you like know to- what? We're, we're not even... Hang on. Hang on. Uh, how about this department? Yeah, mm-hmm. try that. Yeah, let's pull up that department. Brandon Alexander uh, led, uh, had a game high five tackles, but um, uh, maybe not his best game. I'm nitpicking. I am big time nitpicking. Uh, Adam Big Hill was everywhere tonight. Uh, five tackles. Uh, but here, here's the thing. Nope. Uh, two picks for Demario Houston, one coming on a two point convert attempt. Boy, he was close to... He was really one tackler beating one tackler away from taking that back the other way for two points for Winnipeg, uh, which would have been great. Uh, Alden Darby, I thought played uh, really, really well. Um, uh, Desmond Lawrence, a game high three pass knockdowns or passes defended. Uh, But I look at this guy who was just off the charts tonight. Fifth play from scrimmage has a knockdown, has another one late in the game. Uh, he was all over the field. Uh, two sacks tonight, a tackle for loss, three total tackles, uh, and a forced fumble. For me, Willie Jefferson is my Walby's warrior. And do I have to pick a different one? I don't hope. I hope I don't have to pick a different one because you know what? P- pick Willie, one on offense. How about that? Because Willie Jefferson was my warrior. I mean. Oh, did I take a, him from a, it? Did I snag you? You snagged Ooh. him. That's a turnover in itself. Oh, that's a boy. takeaway, that's Darren. That's a takeaway. I'm I'm Houston. You know I'm what? Uh, if, if I have to go, because well, because listen, 
two knockdowns, two sacks, <clears throat> and a forced fumble and a tackle for a loss. It doesn't get much better than that for a for, for a defender, right? Yeah. Unless he got a pick, but mm-hmm. you know, I would say my warrior on offense would be Brady Oliveira. Love it. I I thought we had beautiful. We had almost five hundred yards of offense. And just beautiful balance between the run and the pass. And and listen, Oliveira had beautiful balance between the run and the pass. Uh, I think in total he had a hundred and seventy, what three yards uh, from scrimmage or something. What is what did he? How many rushing yards did he have? Yeah, one fifteen and fifty eight. So. Do your quick math. Yeah, I can't do math that quickly. You know, me neither. Maybe, maybe I can't Vicky even do it can. slow. I can't even do it slow. I can't do it slow. Uh, Vicky or Turkinator can maybe do it. Um, but I mean, just incredible yardage from scrimmage for Oliveira, and and also Darren explosion plays. Right, like he has, he's yes. rushing. He has a large of twenty eight. He had two two rushes for uh, ten plus yards. And then he had that 36-yard explosion play on a screen pass from, from Zach Caleros. Um, what a so, weapon he is in the pass game. Man, yeah. like, they, they just whatever screen pass the, the Blue Bombers are, are setting up there uh, with Brady Oliveira. They only used it twice tonight, but just yeah. chunks, oh, chunks. Yeah. Uh, really, really something to put Brady Oliveira in space. Yeah. I think from what we saw tonight and also from the blue bombers offensive line, like I know who Walby would give his warrior to, I'd give it to Jamarcus and Stanley and Pat and all those big boys up front, Chris Kolonkowski and Liam Dobson came in and did it. Jeff gray, uh, Jeff gray and Simone Lawrence getting into it a little bit early in the game, uh, with, with some extracurriculars. So, you know, Jeff gray is playing, uh, with a hard nose and, and great to see the Winnipegger doing that. Um, but, with what we saw from the O-line tonight, with what we saw from the danger that is Zach Kolaris's aerial attack with all these yeah. weapons, like, like add Kenny Lawler to it. Yeah. Gracious. Kenny Lawler wasn't even freaking playing. Yeah. I think Brady Oliveira can win the rushing title this year. I think he can be a 1400 yard combined guy, sure. maybe 15. If he and plays you know like what? This. Yeah, and you know what? Nick Dembski has never had a thousand yard season. Yeah, wouldn't that be great to have for Dembski? He's he's well on his way. One hundred and thirteen uh, in the first game. And you uh, know, look, can yeah. I just say one more thing yeah, on Oliveira? The other reason why you could give him your warrior is is look who he was playing against. We talked about this in midweek, and you talked about it with Walby on uh, game day Winnipeg. That you you don't get much better than Simone Lawrence, right? You don't get much better Jameer than Chris, Thurman. Jameer Thurman. You don't get much better than although he's a dimeback or a DB. Uh, he does He does have to play in the box a little bit in Chris Edwards. Yeah. I mean, that is a stacked linebacking core. Yeah. Stacked. And then you throw in Ja'Garrett Davis in there, Teddy Laurent, Dylan Wynn, who wasn't playing oh, tonight. Casey Sales. Casey Sales is a mm-hmm. good run stopper. And despite that, it's 173 yards for Oliveira through through the ground and through the air. Thank you for the fire starter who gave us the number there. Yeah, uh, just wanted to pull this up here from, from Bomber fan who's uh, watching live on YouTube. That Walby impression was not good. <laughs> Do you know what else wasn't good? 
<laughs> Walby's attempt to do a Spanish accent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was brutal. Oh, we're going to have to put that out uh, on, I you know, maybe. I would say a... that to his face, but. We'll, uh... we'll have to. <laughs> we'll have to put a poll out this week. What was what was worse? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I tend to agree with, with bomber fan though. Uh, I think my impression of Walby was worse than Chris Walby's Spanish accent. I, um, I do pretty good impressions, but I haven't spent enough time or any time with Walby. So we got to get down to Shannon's. And then if you give me some yes. time with him, uh, I will honestly, we should have an away game watch party at Shannon's <clears throat> an down. away game. Go there, watch on the screens. Yeah. Uh, there's nowhere else you really want to be on a game day. Shannon's Irish pub. Uh, they've got all your favorite drink specials. As you see on screen, 21 beers on tap, every single jets game and bombers game home or away. They have got game day specials before the game, during the game, after the game, you can watch on their many, many screens in a, one of the most eclectic atmospheres in any pub in Canada. Oh, yes, I'm saying that uh, because it's underneath the streets. Winnipeg's best kept secret. Shannon's Irish Pub, 175 Carlton Street. Just a quick little uh, screen pass to Brady Oliveira down the street from True North Square uh, is where you'll find them at 175 Carlton. Uh, check them out, shannonsirishpub.ca, and you can uh, see them. Uh, get on Instagram, follow bonfire.sports. And then you'll see uh, a lot of Shannon's uh, stuff there uh, as well. So uh, big thanks to them uh, for uh, spo their sponsorship of the channel once again. Um, yeah, I I'm down with a, a watch party there. Maybe we can even get Westwood out as we got to pick oh, our Westies wide to the right. I'd love to see Westie. I mean, I don't know if we could. I don't know if we could swing doing the show from there. That would be even better. But even mm. if we couldn't, to, to watch with all the fire starters and have Wall be there and yeah. Maybe some of our other buddies, uh, Jeff Hamilton and the like, Ted Wyman. It'd be yep. pretty sweet. The other, yep. the last thing on on Oliver, I'll say is just the way he ground up the clock at the end of the game, eh, Darren? Mm -hmm. You know, the other team knows you're going to run the ball to to finish the game, and despite that, they know what's coming. He still stuffs it down their throat. I just loved it from Olivera. Yep. Uh, he. I don't see a weakness in this Blue Bombers offense like, no. at all. And it's the like depth. Yeah, it's like a video game. And yeah. the depth, because like, is Johnny Augustine going to be the same level of production as Brady Oliveira? No, but they got Greg McRae. They got Nick Dembski. We've seen Rashid Bailey run the football now. Uh, Agadosi and Dalton Schoen, who led the league in receiving last season his rookie season um you know brendan o'leary orange is waiting in the wings yeah Tarski pulled in a nice touchdown tonight uh and then you have a you know nick dembski like regardless of passport nick dembski is one of the best receivers in the cfl today Hands bar down. none bar none the routes that he runs and the way he's able to fake out dbs and make them look silly man like he is there's probably, you know, probably other teams watch him on film and are just like, I don't know how you stop him. Yeah. 
Uh, Bonfire Hotline, uh, the texts are coming in. Brandon B texted in and said 180 yards for Brady must be a career high. Not sure about yeah. that, but it yeah. could very well be. Uh, great night for him. Uh, completely agree, Bra- uh, Brandon. Uh, thanks for uh, texting the hotline. Uh, you know what? While we're talking about Nick Dembski, let's just, I- I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now. It's time for your happy honker. <laughs> uh, Nick Dembski, 100th game in the CFL tonight, <laughs> and he led all receivers with 113 yards. Uh, the dime off the arm of Zach Kolaris to Nick Dembski, beautifully thrown football. Perfect, yeah. if you will. Uh, and Dembski, or pardon me, uh, Zach Kolaris even mentioned it on um, uh, on the radio postgame show uh to dt and db uh over there on ob uh that he calls him like willie mays because he's doing Mm -hmm. these over the shoulder Mm -hmm. catches and Kolaris, you know even kind of quipped uh that you know he had to teach nick dembski who willie mays was he says it's a shame (laughs) you know some of the effect of it's a shame this generation doesn't know that but uh that's my happy honker nick dembski uh baby like coming any day now uh you know uh his family uh no no question here in winnipeg uh so proud of him uh the career he's put together the level he is playing at right now uh and hitting a great milestone for a winnipegger oak park high school university of manitoba drafted by the rival rough riders coming home to winnipeg winning championship after championship uh and just having a monster game in week one at the madhouse 100th cfl game career program game for nick dembski congratulations nick uh and future congratulations to you and uh your partner uh on your new family that is uh just about to happen that's my happy honker well, uh, Darren, I could, I was going to give the happy honker to myself because I did my inaugural uh, <laughs> schnitzer stair climb for for the year uh, okay. just before halftime when we went up by like 28 points. But uh, I have to give my happy honker to the guy that was basically a beta <laughs> blocker or, or Valium for Bomber fans at the Madhouse. Oh, Bomber fans who have a little bit of PTSD from some missed PATs. Mm. Sergio Castillo just put everyone at ease, my friend. Yeah, he's the he's my happy honker. I can't tell you how many bomber fans in the stands just did it like they every time he 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 hit a PAT, a point after attempt or a field mm-hmm. goal, it yep. was just like, oh. It was just like this audible sigh of relief there. And they said, this is why we, this is why we signed Sergio. This is what we can expect from Sergio. And not only was he reliable at hitting the kicks he should have hit, he hits a 50 yarder to yep. make it a two score game late in that fourth quarter. And again, fans, you know, a sigh of relief. That was a low driving kick. But he he needed to get the distance on it. Nailed it. And can you imagine if it was him in the Grey Cup last year? <laughs> like it just it just makes you it makes you think. But I won't get into that tonight. So he's my happy honker. Good choice. I, I like that a lot. You really had to go there, didn't you? 
week week one and and still picking at the the scabs uh, of your a uh, year gone I just by. I just thought it was so funny when the like the fans I saw like they turned to each other and just they'd be like whew <clears throat> we don't have to worry about a point after attempt anymore you know you get the touchdown you celebrate and you can you know have a sip of your beer or you know check twitter <laughs> you don't have to look up and and hold your breath that is a gift from Sergio Castillo Agreed. Agreed. He was four for four tonight. Uh, that's a great, happy honker. Great, happy honker. Uh, Craig Smith, uh, former player personnel and uh, scout in the CFL, uh, says defensive halfback Evan Holm looked good. Impressive. He continued what we saw from yeah. Evan Holm in training camp and in the preseason. Like so often, Zach, I get people uh, texting the hotline or, you know, tweeting at me or, or in the live chat who look, who looks good in training camp? Who, who are the DBs that are standing out? Who are the receivers that are standing out? Who are the D linemen that are, it's hard to do that because I see things in practice. And then I'm like, wow, that was impressive. Like maybe, maybe he can do so, you know? So there I am as somebody who is a reporter, who's trying to be objective and fair and tell the truth to educate the fan base and I'll see something and then I'll tweet like, Hey, Barrington Wade, you know, he's long, he's rangy, he's quick side to side, good tackler. Maybe he can be on special teams right away and fill in Kyrie Wilson on the six games. So maybe he's got an opportunity cut, right? It's happened to receivers. It's happened to DBs. That all said, Evan Holm in 2022, I thought, I don't know if this guy's got it. I don't know if he's going to be uh, a blue bomber for a long time. Uh, but I've been proven wrong big time. And he has been outstanding in both preseason games, was outstanding tonight. Mike O'Shea describes the UND product. Uh, I believe it was a former teammate uh, or, or, well, again, current teammate, but former college teammate of Brady Oliveira. Uh, right. Michael Shea says Evan Holm has some of the best feet he's ever seen on a defensive back, uh, which is wow, you know, uh, but his ability to get his hand in the right spot to turn his hips to adjust uh, on one foot or two feet and, and uh, you know, uh, turn and guard or defend pass, defend guard uh, is really impressive. He was I agree with, with Craig Smith. He was impressive. He was outstanding tonight. Uh, great comment there. Uh, we got to do uh, Westwood's wide to the right and uh, hand out our game ball. Zach, do you want to go back to the bonfire hotline? I don't even know what, what area code is 306, but this. Oh my goodness. Well, then that makes sense. Big Beaver Jerry here, loving the first half. He tweeted, or, Regina. He he texted the hotline <laughs> during the game. Well done, Big Beaver Jerry. Uh, appreciate you uh, texting in 204-816-8477. Standard message rates apply, just like texting your mama. Uh, Big Beaver Jerry goes on to say, great game, but closer than it looked. Bombers got some breaks in the first half or else it would have been a dogfight. Bombers seemed to let off with the big lead. Thank you for texting in big beaver, Jerry. I'm not agreeing with everything big beaver, Jerry said, but I appreciate him texting in as well. Yeah. I, 
I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if if the bombers like let off. No, but they, the the they had miscues that yeah, really cost miscues. them. Really, really cost them. Um, you know, uh, but they didn't let it get to them. And I, I touched on that yeah. with you right off the top, right? In in that they go back to the huddle, they go back to the sideline, chin is up, no bad body language, no negativity. Totally. They know that whatever's happened, happened, and you can't do anything about it. You got to worry about the next play. And whether you're winning by 30 or losing by 30, the the task is the same. Go smack someone in the mouth, yep. go win that down, and go score. That's all you got to do. And what so, is what does Zach Kolaris say there, Darren? Snap and clear, right? Yeah, that's right. Snap and clear, like <clears throat> snap the ball. Uh, it's your your head is clear from the last play, and you don't you don't see you know Mike O'Shea lighting up his players or any of the coaches screaming. It's just they just go and uh, they they just go about their business. Um, I had something burning that i was gonna say but i totally forget what it was but what was it cole mcgarvey's comment here that the three off it or could question, be it I doesn't guess? take much to throw me off darren anymore <laughs> um no uh, oh this is what it was waiters uh is saying castillo even had his own song after he made kicks they had some kind of um oh in edmonton no in in winnipeg like tonight he's he's right they had, they even had some like, it looked like a Mexican hat. Like they had some graphics up there on the Jumbotron. And then they had some, some kind of Latin music. Um, I forget where Sergio Castillo hails from or what his lineage is. I'm not sure what country it is or whether it's Central or South America, but um, I think it's Mexico. I could be wrong. Oh, so, okay. I'll look it up. Yeah, someone's got to look it up or you look it up because they did. They did play that. And I thought that was pretty funny or offensive, depending on. I hope it's not offensive to anybody, but uh, I thought it was pretty cute. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably not going to do it unless he's cool with it, right? I would uh, hope so. He uh, he played at West Texas A&M. Well, West okay. Texas, West Texas. He was born in La Jolla, Texas uh, in 1990. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, Red Blacks, Thai Cats, Red Blacks, San Antonio Commanders, BC Lions. Uh, nothing personal. I don't have anything personal on his Wikipedia page. But right. uh, if you're from West Texas, you're probably, you know, if you're of Spanish of Spanish descent, uh, yeah. Spanish heritage, uh, it's it's quite possible. I, you know, before I even looked at it, I was like, I think it's Mexico. Uh, now well, I'll go that, with your uh, gut. Yeah, I'll go with my gut. But hey, forgive uh, forgive uh, us if we are wrong. We will correct ourselves. But uh, nothing but love here for Sergio Castillo because, man, he is he has changed the complexion of the team. Yeah. Uh, Willie Jefferson, Zach, I don't know if you caught it on your drive home, but Willie Jefferson talking to to the guys on OB after the show on the terrestrial airwaves. Uh, you know, they asked for his thoughts on the game and, you know, this was good and this was good. And he was just having fun, you know, uh, typical, uh, big Willie J style, um, having fun on the radio and, and being his, his jovial self after a, a big win and a huge performance from him himself. Uh, 
you know, kind of joking and, and saying uh, field goal kicker was outstanding. And just the way he <laughs> the way he delivered it, you know, it got a laugh from uh, DB and DT uh, on OB. And yeah. it was just uh, it was just a, a, a you know. That's good, buddy. It, That's it, funny. it brings a little bit of uh, humanity and a little bit of like realness that you don't see in the NHL or the NBA. Well, maybe not. You see a lot of personality in the NBA. You don't see a lot in the NHL. You see that. You hear that. You really get to experience it in the CFL. That's why I love this league uh, so much. I know that's why so many of you love this league because uh, it goes beyond, you know, these players are accessible and this and that. But like, look, the Bombers could have a Grey Cup. And I've said it over and over and over again, okay? I was on CBC Radio this morning with Marcy Marcusa. I said it to her. I was on CBC Television, CBC News uh, with Janet Stewart uh, prior to kickoff. They put you on television? I know. Can you believe it? Is that why Uh, you needed that special beard trim that you put out on Twitter? What are you talking about? That was like three weeks ago. No, it was not three weeks ago. Getting a little... Oh, it was a while. It was a while. Okay. Uh, Anyway, anyway, I, I said it to Marcy Marcusa. I said it to Janet Stewart. It was not one person's fault. The Blue Bombers lost the 109th Grey Cup. Right. You know, you and I have talked about it ad nauseum on Bonfire Midweek. Yeah. Tune in Wednesday, 730 right here uh, on the channel. Um, But uh, but that said, uh, we get a glimpse inside the pain that I think is probably dealt with by pro athletes in different ways. Willie Jefferson probably uses humor. So, you know, he does a little little quip, uh, a little a little shot, a little shade on the game one post-game show where their field goal kicker goes four for four, including a 50-yard crusher uh, yeah. early in the game. And, um, you know, uh, a little bit of insight into uh, a yeah, little, little bit absolutely. of inside ball. Yeah, I, li- I like that. And I... And I- I imagine if you're a player and you bust your ass on the field uh, and you're not the kicker and you just know that your kicker is going to hit the routine ones that he needs to hit and he's going to hit 50 yarders for you. And the way does that. Yeah. And converts that it just gives you so much, uh, so much confidence and, you know, just like the fans, it makes you have a sigh of relief. Yeah. Uh, great to see you, Denny. Uh, one of the uh, Shannon's family, uh, he was uh, down at the pub tonight. All right. From Shannon's with other Bomber fans. Uh, Denise, tell game. us, what what do you think of an away game watch party at uh, Shannon's? Uh, maybe next next week. We're playing in Saskatchewan. What better yes. what better opponent to go to Shannon's with all with all your favorite bonfire friends with all the fire starters. So I I hate to throw water on that fire, Zach. Uh I don't know if next week is going to work for me personally because it is my mom and dad's 50th oh, wedding wow. anniversary. Mazatov. So, yeah, that's, a, that's an achievement. Big 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 congratulations wow. to them. Uh, I know my I know my mom is watching. I, I don't know if she's watching now, but she will. Uh, my dad's probably gonna listen on you know some app on his phone that he's gonna call me about tomorrow morning. And be like, how is this? I can't <laughs> get the volume. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, just absolutely beautiful people. And, uh, you know, they adopted me, got so much love for them and, and my sister as well. She's coming in, uh, from Toronto this week, uh, on a flight nice. and, um, yeah, like big congratulations, 50th wedding anniversary. It's worth mentioning to all of you out there because you're part of the family. You're part of the family. You're the fire starters. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, well, uh, congratulations to mom and dad, Darren. That's uh, that's a pretty special accomplishment. M- marriage isn't always easy, and and mm. to to I didn't I was gonna say survive it for fifty years. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> don't yep. don't get any ideas about my marriage, folks. Uh, I'm not <laughs> surviving it. Although some listen, sometimes it you is have surviving. a beautiful wife and two yeah, beautiful yeah. children and a house full of pets. Man, you you got it all. You really do. And I'm sure yeah. you want to pull your hair out sometimes. Uh, I'm I sure do. bombers wins like this tonight help. But you got to go to yeah. the game with your mother in law. You go to the, oh, all yeah, the games baby. with with your mom in law. Your mother in law is the, a huge bombers fan. That woman, you did. Your your wife isn't even a huge bomber fan. Well, but I her hit mom the jackpot. is. My wife can't say anything because I'm hanging out with her mom at the yeah. game. Oh man, what can she say to me? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's, it's my hall pass. Wow. You know what? That's like that's almost like a like a Seinfeld episode, you know? Like that's yeah. perfect. That yeah, is perfect. It is. It is perfect. Uh hit up the live chat if you got something comparable to that. Like you got a perfect I'm not going to call it an excuse, a perfect reason for your Bombers fandom. Uh that that maybe gets you a little bit of slack uh from the spouse or the partner or the significant other or the rest. Uh great to see everybody congratulating my parents on their 50th. Uh, yeah. that, that is pretty cool. Oh, there you go. T. Conapoli's got the right idea. DB's parents 50th <laughs> at the Bomber Watch Party at Love Shannon's. It. Might have to do that. Might have to do that. Hey, Neil, great to see you. Uh, always chiming hey, in. Hey, uh, Neil, on how Facebook. are you? We keep missing each other, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, do you got a Westwood wide to the right? I hate to go from the good I to the do. bad, but here I, we are. I do. You know, I could give it to the Bombers for all of those bizarre turnovers, but I am actually going to give it to the tiger cats because those are unforced errors, 12 penalties for 101 yards. And there was actually a couple more, which the bombers declined to make, to make sure that the, the tie cats run second along. That is just putrid. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just can't do that in pro football, especially against, uh, the blue bombers. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it to the tie cats penalty troubles. That's, that's really hard to disagree with. Um, I'm going to, I'm trying to think of one. Um, you know what here, my Westerns wide to the right is not the penalties, but similarly the Hamilton tiger cats turnovers. They had like what? Six. I gotta look it up. Six turnovers tonight is insane. And last season, the uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats had a lot of troubles with turnovers and those being back breaking turnovers. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was Dane Evans late in games. They started 0-3 and then like 2-4. and Like they it it was not a good start, but they won five of their last eight and got into the playoffs. but it was a huge, like the, the giveaways was a huge reason why Hamilton was so smelly last year. 
and the city probably is still a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I was there for the. I'm only, Cup. There, I'm only saying that. Smells. I'm only saying that because it's like well after one a.m. in Southern Ontario. Uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody there's watching. No, saying. and I, I joke, of course. I, I do enjoy Hamilton. I'm looking forward to going to the Grey Cup there uh, this year. My outstanding Airbnb host Kenneth was texting me uh, during the game oh, tonight. Yeah? He might be watching or listening. What's going on, Kenneth? Glad to hear hey, you. Kenneth. Here. Glad to hear you're on the mend, my friend. Uh, and uh, maybe I'll have to uh, dial you up for um, the cellars, which is what he calls his basement that he rents out on Airbnb. Uh, uh. Love Hamilton. Great, great town. But my Westwood wide to the right is Hamilton's propensity to just give the ball away. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like Dietrich Nichols punched one out and, and Celestin Haba. Uh, stripped one away from the quarterback, both through a bad pick, through a couple bad picks. Um, you know, Winnipeg made plays. Like, that's the whole thing. Is it a mistake or was it a great play from the other team? Uh, sometimes it's both. Um, so that that's my uh, Westwood wide to the right tonight. If Hamilton wants to be in the Grey Cup, they built the roster this season to be in yeah. the Grey Cup. I think yeah. they can be there, Zach. I'm not giving up on the Thai cats. And well, you look at Tim White, you look at uh, Duke Williams. That's that's a scary duo. James, James Butler. Butler. Wait till if, Chris if, Van Zyl is right. is healthy again, and and uh, Alex Fontana on the offensive line. Joe Wait Figueroa. for yeah. Well, I th- yeah. he's he played tonight. He played tonight. I'm just saying they have a stacked lineup. Yep. Uh, you know, wait for Dylan Wynn to join Ted Laurent right. and Casey Sales. Right. Right. Um. Oh, and Kongbo uh, too, right? Waiters is uh, they're loaded on de- the defensive line, loaded. Yeah, um, and, and your tie—they'll call them your tie cats if you keep talking about them like this, Darren. Mm, Do okay. we really want to bring that up from last year, boss? <laughs> fire starters. People were hey, Darren. People were tweeting at me. They were in my mentions, man, all winter. Like, oh, tie cats going to be atop your power rankings to start the season. Uh, if you want Zach and my power rankings going into 2023 uh you can find it on the podcast you can find it on the youtube channel or facebook just from this past wednesday uh in episode two of season two of bonfire midweek uh where we talk about the bombers and the cfl uh, on the whole uh that was a fun episode to do okay yep. uh we have got game balls to give away zach before yep. we wrap things up uh great to see everybody in the live chat like we're closing in on a thousand comments tonight. That's uh, crazy, dude. There's still like, you know, 130 people watching on YouTube. There's more watching on Twitter uh, and and Facebook. Uh, there's more like hundreds are going to be uh, listening to the podcast. I, I look at all those numbers. I read every comment, uh, maybe not in the live chat. It's, it's tough doing a show, but I read every comment uh, on Facebook and, and YouTube uh, below the video, that sort of thing. Uh, everybody that texts the hotline, uh, read it all and uh, respond uh, if appropriate, if I can, uh, if I can answer. So, uh, uh, keep that going. Uh, game balls tonight, Zach, uh, you get first swing. I get first swing. Cause I keep going first and I keep stealing things from you. So are you sure? No, but I stole, I stole, uh, what did I steal from you tonight? Oh I yeah. Well, I gave Willie Jefferson the Walby warrior. I stole him from right. Him. You stole my worldly warrior. And then you forced me to take one on, on offense, which, you know, <laughs> Oh, it was tough, tough choices. It was tough tonight. to pick mm, one on offense. Yeah, really digging but deep. I, but I am going to go to the offense for my game ball and and no uh, 
I, I was joking with Logan and David and Steve and those guys about giving away a bunch of game balls just to piss you off. <laughs> but I'm gonna get, I'm not gonna play Oprah Winfrey here. I'm just gonna give away one game ball. And uh, that's going to be, although many people would be, uh, you know, I could easily give away five or six game balls, but I'm going to give one game ball away to Zach Kolaris. 21 of 31 for 67.7% for 354 yards, Mm -hmm. three touchdowns, Mm -hmm. and a quarterback efficiency rating near perfect at 138.4. He is just playing... He's just on a different level. He's he's playing a different game than everybody else. He has the it factor, and he's just a, he's so fun to watch, Darren, especially for fans like me who went through the years of Jason Boltis and Max Hall and Drew <laughs> Willie, um, just some of those uh, Justin Goltz. Brian Brom, Brian Brom, Mm. Uh, even Matt Nichols. Now, Matt Nichols brought some respectability and stability back to this franchise, but he wasn't a gunslinger. He played a very controlled game that was, uh, you know, sort of orchestrated by Lapo. Things were schemed open if they were open. He wasn't going to win you a game. He wasn't going to put a team on his back. He definitely wasn't going to throw for... 354 yards no no he wasn't so uh, your first game ball goes to qb1 zach Kalar. yeah he's he's just a pleasure to watch he's a gunslinger yeah he's good for maybe a pick a game but but he throws he just throws the ball around the park just with with aplomb like he's just fun to watch he's a gunslinger he's a he's a master master i was gonna say magician and maybe he is a bit of a magician. Oh, we forgot about uh, a little uh, Kalaris abracadabra. Abracadabra, just like Darcy Oak. That's yeah. Right. Now you see him. Now you don't. Would you say we forgot? I don't think we forgot anything. Uh, we didn't forget. No, I was. I was talking to him. I was mumbling to myself. What's your game <laughs> ball, buddy? I love it. Do, you do a post game show here with 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 hundreds uh, watching, and it's like I'm just mumbling to myself. I'm just don't, bubbling. Don't I, worry about what I say. Getting you know, late. Don't don't worry about don't it. Listen it is getting late. It is getting late. Uh, but hey, that, that's what this is. This is game day yeah. after dark. Um, so, okay. This is how I'm going to approach game balls this year. Uh, I'm going to give a game ball as if I'm the head coach. Okay. It might not go to the best player. It might not go to the guy who did the biggest things in the game. Sometimes it might go to somebody who I think just deserves it. Somebody who needs it. You know what I mean? It'll be a good motivating thing. So I will, I'll give an offense and a defensive game ball. Okay. Um, And I'll give some honorable mentions to uh, Evan Holm, who was awesome. Once again, we talked about him. Uh, Celestin Haba, big play in his first pro game Mm -hmm. uh, with the strip sack. Um, Willie Jefferson. Great game, Nick Dembski and, and Brady Oliveira, Zach Kolaris, all great games. Uh, but I'm going to give my my number one game ball to a guy who people were maybe doubting a little bit earlier this year, this year, uh, who had a really tough go in 2022 with an injury that ended his season uh, that really stepped up, was Johnny on the spot, made the plays that were in front of him and had a huge impact. 
on tonight's game, and that is Demario Houston. He mm. gets my game ball. Good he pick. deserves it. Um, Good pick, DB. There you go. That's what I got. Okay. You got, two, you got two interceptions. He had a couple of mm. pass knockdowns. Yeah. I think he also had a fumble recovery, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Houston. Uh, he had a he had a he had a whale of a game. He had a fumble recovery. Yes, he did. Yeah. He had a fumble recovery, two picks. Uh gosh, he had uh ten fumble return yards. Oh uh, yeah. A pass defended, uh had a tackle. Um he, he was big. He he yeah. was really big. Yeah. So that's that's your game ball on defense. I like what you're doing here. I like this. So that's your uh that's your game ball on defense. Who's your mm-hmm. game ball on offense? Uh I'll give my game ball on offense to not Brady, not uh not Brady Oliveira, not Nick Dembski, not Zach Kolaris. I'm gonna give it to the offensive line. I'm gonna nice. say, hey Chris, call over Chris Kolonkowski and say you're the guy who touches the ball first every single down on offense. You go call the huddle. You're the point of attack. Here's the game ball. Go share it with your teammates. Uh, all six of those guys on the offensive line. Sorry, seven. Jacob Stott played, mm. uh, dressed and played today. As, uh, we didn't even touch on that. Mike Miller um, and right. Brian Brian Cole, linebacker, uh, both uh, pulled out of the lineup uh, last minute. Mike Miller was a game-time decision. Uh, and then they added him and um, Brian Stott and... Uh, Damian Jackson, the Navy SEAL, uh, they were added to the right. roster at like four o'clock today, uh, which is a very rare thing. Uh, so something was cooking there, but uh, I'm giving it to the offensive line. They were they were great. And uh, they were the reason Winnipeg did not um, did not wilt under the yeah. heat of heat of the sun uh, for, you know, a complete over analogy of it. Well, I mean, they say games are one in the trenches, trenches, right? For a cliche, there you go. But yeah. those—that's the foundation, the O and D line that you, that your team is built on. And and when when you're you know thrown into the fire and you commit three, four turnovers in a row, mm-hmm. uh, you have to have that foundation sort of steady you. And that's that's what the O line did tonight. And they opened up holes for Brady Oliveira too, and they kept Zach clean. I mean. Uh, I don't even I don't even think uh, there was a sack on uh, Colaris tonight. Oh, Cappy D with <laughs> just an outstanding comment watching live on YouTube. Cappy, great to see you, man. Uh, Cappy got to D, meet, nice. Got to meet Cappy uh, last year. Uh, hilarious. When Bo goes home tonight, his kids will be back wearing their Stampeders gear. Outstanding comment from Cappy D. Love to to see that. Uh, Jeff Kabilas uh, agrees with me. Uh, game ball song spire. Good to see you in the live chat. Uh, yes. Maybe a new name. Maybe you've been here before. Maybe you're uh, maybe you're new. Uh, Houston Castillo, Stanley Bryant, Evan Holm. All yeah, yeah. had great games tonight. When it, the the Blue Bombers played incredibly well. Everybody um, played well. Like they the really secondary, did. the number of knockdowns that they like. How hard is it to get a knockdown running full speed and not getting a pass interference call? My yeah. goodness. Yeah. Bomber fan uh, who's had a couple good comments tonight says, uh, Demiro Houston has a nose for the ball. Don't think the point after attempt interception counts as an interception technically. 
I thought I think it, the same thing. I think it thing. actually does. I thought the same thing, Bomber fan. I thought the same thing. It is on the stat sheet now. It's the on CFL the stat is sheet. I'm they're having at it issues. Right now. They're having issues with the stats this year. Yes. Uh, so we'll see if that uh, comes out in the wash. But, um, you know, it, it should. Don't you think it should? Yeah, I, I hope they get it all figured out. But yeah. I, I, I I wasn't sure. But it uh, when I saw it on the stats sheet, I figured, okay. Um, so you're, you have a game ball on offense and defense. Is that how you're doing it? Yes. Okay. Like it. I love yeah. it. And if there's a special the teams, if there's a special teams one, I'll, I'll maybe throw one in there too in like I'll, I'll in place of offense time. or defense yeah so do you so, want so here you were uh railing against me for giving out multiple game balls and now you're you're starting a tradition of at least two game balls darren just two just two and maybe three on special teams no i will take one away from offense or defense we had way too many games for those who are wondering why we're bickering about this at one you know at 12 30 uh in the morning uh it's because we had too many game balls last year and it was like zach the budget is yeah. out the window because oh, i'm ordering bro. footballs you get a car you get Wilson. a car you get a car man I, I i got their customer service on speed dial and i'm like i need another six game balls to give yeah. away you're running uh, out of balls. You're breaking the bank, uh, you know. And breaking your balls and running you're, out of you're balls. Bust, you're busting my balls. That's, add add, add that's your balls sure. uh, innuendo, folks. Okay, careful. Careful. Careful now. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's it. We, we, we got our game. You only had the one game ball, Zach. What's up with that? I'm trying to redeem myself, Darren. I'm trying to redeem. I want you to. I want you to keep me on. Well, this the is show, like a. Okay? This is like a makeup. Like you just won today because of the 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 five you had uh, in week three last year. Or? Listen, listen. I, I'm just thinking about Shannon's and like next Friday we got a game in Regina. You have a very important event to attend. Um, when's our anniversary? I, I think I might have to bring the mother-in-law to Shannon's Irish Pub or something. I don't know. And watch the game from there. There you go. Jeff, there you, you go. and I got to meet sometime. Maybe you'll come down to Shannon's when I go. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. But but this is the this is the whole thing. Like, yeah, it, it might be a big uh, family event uh, for uh, my family on game day this coming week with the Bombers in Regina to face the Saskatchewan Rough Riders who expect to be 0-1. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out this weekend. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you're probably saying like, well, no, they're up 42 to seven right now. What are you talking about? You dummy. Uh, but uh, Winnipeg in Regina, we will have pregame, postgame and bonfire midweek. Uh, three shows that are going to happen every week, all season long. We'll see how the bye weeks shake out. Uh, bonfire midweek is Wednesdays live at 730 p.m. on all of our channels. Uh if the Bombers play a Thursday night game, that means game day Winnipeg with Chris Walby is the day before the game. So that will be on Wednesday. Zach, you and I will probably do Tuesday night. We'll try yep. to stick to 730. So uh, appreciate everyone's flexibility. I appreciate your flexibility more than anything, Zach. With, uh, hey, I'm a, I, I can still do the splits, actually. What? I could, do it, I could do it when I was a kid. I was very flexible and I maintained that. Now there's, you know, there's a, a big belly hanging over my legs when I do it. <laughs> this is a bad visual, folks. Uh, I didn't even want to say it. I didn't even want to say it's that. It's a bad visual. No, man. I, you know I, don't, have a, I don't have a huge belly yet. I, I, I'll, it'll Jeff get there eventually. Jeff Kabila's always has 
a very sharp perspective on things and he's calling it like it is right now uh bonfire after dark lol yeah no it's true we we are in full-on after dark mode uh right now uh so hey mark morissette mentioned something uh people really want the bonfire hats look i've talked to a whole bunch of different distributors um you know well a few and uh the place where i had these ones made kind of screwed up the second batch i tried to make so i've lost confidence oh i'm sorry to hear that because we have so many people who wants so many people wanting them i know they're they're great hats. Waiters wants you to do the splits. Uh, I, I say I'll no. I'll do it. If someone if someone can take a picture, I'll, <laughs> I'll actually do it. I say no to that. But uh, <laughs> uh, in my in my underwear, just like Jean-Claude Van Damme, I saw that comment. Kabilis. Yeah, I think uh, more likely than you doing the splits uh, or, um, you know, I, I think more likely is the three foot hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? I would take that down with you and any other fire starters. If you Uh, message me and we'll, we'll, uh, the next home game, maybe a few of us will uh, go in on it. I don't know if I can afford it. No, you can't, you can't, we can't afford it by ourselves. It's like 45 bucks, but no, I spent all my money on game balls. (laughs) You have, sir. Good. I have touche. I have. Well, you know what? Here, here, I'll, I'll show. I got one ball that I cannot give up. And this is one that the CFL sent me. You see it over my shoulder there. That's beauty. Uh, that is from the 2019 Grey Cup, that dominant Blue Bombers win in Calgary over the Hamilton Tiger oh, Cats. Nice ball. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the commemorative, uh, ball from the game has like the white panel with the score and that sort yeah. of thing. Uh, big shout out, Lucas uh barrett with the canadian football league who is just an awesome uh communications uh i think he's like an uh, associate vice president now uh so congratulations on the promotion and great people at the the cfl office they got their hands full right now they're working their tails off uh to get stats uh straightened out for fans and that sort of thing but as i mentioned off the top if if you want to look at stats um a good place to go is twitter.com slash bonfire wpg twitter.com slash bonfire WPG. And uh, we got some screenshots of uh, the stats that uh, as they stood at the end of the game. So uh, we'll see how that shakes out. Any final thoughts from you, uh, Mr. Yes. Well, it, it was a great home opener. I I mean, I wish that they had uh, unveiled the 13th Grey Cup banner, but that, that wasn't what it was all about. But it was a, it was a great matchup against a real rival in the Tiger Cats. It was it was probably the best part was to shut Bo Levi Mitchell up. He always seems to play well at IG Field, but uh, tonight he he didn't have a very good game. It was nice to see him lose. I I am a petty bomber fan. I I do not like Bo Levi Mitchell, and I'm glad we served him his lunch. Um. On a on a tray, what am I trying to say here? I, it's just so late. I was just, was, was, what do you what do you say when you serve someone their lunch? When you give someone their lunch, what is that? I don't know. We fed him know. his. I don't know. Someone someone we on the fed chat fed him his own lunch. Fed him his yeah. own lunch. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know that. I don't know that cliche. 
I just, I just, uh, I just, <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice guy and he has a lovely family, but boy, do I love beating Bowley by Mitchell, especially yeah. at home. And, and just hearing the roar of the crowd, I was trying to get them standing on their chairs at one point, but everybody was just vociferous. I'll, that's a good word. Vociferous. You see that? We got it's like loud. I just, it's like I turned on the bathroom light in the middle of the night. You see that? What did you do there? Uh, well, I pulled up the, uh, the CFL schedule because I want to see who Hamilton is playing next week. They're at Toronto on okay. Sunday, June 18th. Interesting. So, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see about that. Holy cow. I got to turn that off. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, my final thought is look, Bombers fans, you have a lot to be encouraged about right now. Your quarterback looks in midseason form. So too do his receivers. The offensive line, Brady Oliveira, uh, looking like the most dangerous offensive weapon potentially in the entire league right now as a Canadian and a Winnipegger. The most dangerous weapon in the receiving core, a Canadian and a Winnipegger in Nick Dembski. Uh, the defense was disruptive. They made... Hamilton do things they didn't want to do. And yes, the Blue Bombers made mistakes tonight. They made mistakes that were really, really costly, but they played clean football. The penalties, the turnovers were a huge factor in tonight's game. But the reason Winnipeg comes away with a 42-31 victory in week one in a rivalry matchup at the Madhouse to kick off 2023 here in uh, Southern Manitoba. Uh, you got an entertaining game on a perfect Manitoba night for football. And uh, well, now you're looking towards uh, potentially, um, you know, uh, a lot of fun uh, next Friday in Saskatchewan against the Rough Riders. So times are good right now. If you're a Bombers fan, uh, I think it makes, uh, you know, maybe coming away with an L in the Grey Cup last november a little bit more digestible that you're like well you know our window's not closed yet it's great copper bust for this blue bombers team that's for sure oh it is great copper bust and i i hate to say that because there's no room for error but it is what it is when you're when you're when you're this good as a team it's just it is what it is yeah yeah i mean hey be happy don't worry be happy uh, big thanks to Shannon's Irish pub. Go check them out. Uh, when the bombers are on the road, maybe even check them out this weekend. Uh, they are an awesome spot. They've got 21 beers on tap, all your favorite cocktails, scotches, and whiskeys. Uh, but their food is off the charts. I'm not exaggerating. Their wings are aces. Great selection of flavors, dry and wet, uh, whichever your uh, desire is. Uh, but some of their food menu choices are, are just awesome. They still have the venison burger, Zach. They still mm -hmm. have uh, the wild boar burger. So uh, go check them out. Uh, great burgers, great sides, great drinks, great people, and just a, a very eclectic, unique atmosphere underneath the streets of downtown Winnipeg, just a Brady Oliveira bubble screen down the block from <laughs> true North square, 175 Carlton. So a uh, big, big thanks to Shannon's. This was awesome. Good, good start awesome. to the regular season. All Welcome to the regular season. Great kickoff to the regular season. What I was trying to say earlier is that, that we, we served Bo Levi Mitchell, his lunch on a tray smeared with ash.
you know, just like whoa, yeah, you know, I think, just ashes. I think, I think you get to rewrite that and re-deliver it on Bonfire Midweek Wednesday when we go live at seven thirty. A lunch tray <laughs> smeared with ash. <laughs> you got to rewrite that. You got to rewrite uh, that. This, it's all ash backwards from here. <laughs> yeah, buddy. something's ash backwards. Yeah. Something is ash backwards. I, yeah. I completely agree. Thanks to everybody for joining us uh, in the live chat. Uh, everybody. It's your boy, Bruce. I've been seeing you. Bring it all night. Uh, everybody. Uh, Craig Smith, always good to see you, my friend. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday yes. for Bonfire Midweek. Pre-game on Thursday. Post-game on Friday. Uh, it's going to be a great week uh, here in Winnipeg. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, and we're going to see you next time. Sayonara, everybody.